Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome back, and uh, I've been looking forward to this. It's long overdue to have back with us our good friend Mickey Addison. She's the co-founder of Straight Edge Ministries and the host of Culture Proof Podcast. You may want to check that out. And the uh, website of the ministry is straightedgeministries.org. There's a picture of her and her hubby, straightedgeministries.org. Mickey. Hey, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh, my goodness. We've made a huge transition, as you are well aware. Yeah. And uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Your health is good. Yeah, we're doing. Look, you always ask me how many kids we have whenever I join you. Well, you know, it is kind of interesting questions these days. <laughs> we're still holding at six, Perry. We're still holding at six. We're doing our part to make America great. OK, yeah. One one nice person at a time. <laughs> yeah. One one God fearing one God fearing moral person at a time who will live faithfully in this culture and will be bold about what they believe, right? Mm-hmm. And and will not take anything from people. That's what we're doing. Yeah, you do a great job. Tell us about Straight Edge Ministries. What are you guys doing? So our ministry aim is to equip families to respond to what's happening in the culture with Scripture. We call the Bible God's straight edge. Like we line ourselves up against His holy word and we ask the question, have we gotten as close to this as we possibly can? Look, so many of the issues that we see happening in our culture today stem from biblical illiteracy. And not just that, it's not knowing how to apply what we read in God's word. And so as over the years, like we've spent the last 16 years in broadcast and looking at what's happening in the culture and speaking out on these things. And in the next leg of our race, as we run this race, we want to focus specifically on the intersection of culture and the application of God's word for faithful Christians. What we have found is that far too many Christians, you know, we travel the country and believers are saying, so what does this look like biblically? How do, how do we live this out? We know there's a problem. There's something going on in our country. There's something that's creeping into my church. How do I approach those in leadership and say, hey, I think you've adopted a new gospel. And so we want to give our lives to that. We want to give our lives to equipping the saints um, for that work that we are called to in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Um, I think we all are on edge. What's happened? What's happening? Uh, we all want to go back to what we thought was normal. That we don't even know what that is yet. And something that you said in the last time I had you on that has really resonated across our airways, and that is, we need to understand that our children are not growing up in the America that we grew up in, mm-hmm. and it is so vastly different. And most parents are sending their kids off to school, and three weeks later, they're coming home and they're in shock. Uh, They just don't know what to do. And so um, I just want to say thank you. This is a bold step for you and your family to make, and I just want to say thank you for taking it. Um, Tell us, first of all, uh, Culture Proof Podcast, what are you focusing on? 
the culture. So one of the things that we say, so one of the things that we say is that we want to live in the culture, but we don't want the culture to live in us. This comes from James' um, admonition by the Spirit of God that we are to not be stained by this world, right? We're going to live in it, and there are going to be things all around us just kind of swirling about, but we don't want those things to make an imprint on us um, so as to become a part of who we are. So when we talk about culture-proofing, we're talking about living imperfectly obviously, uh, in this culture, right? What what does that mean? It means that we've got to get out into the world, but we don't want the world getting into us, and we don't want the world getting into our children, and we don't owe anybody an explanation for that. When we live differently, when we live otherly, right, we are inviting the question why, then we want to give an apologetic. This is 1 Peter 3, 15. Mm. Be ready to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. Well, Perry, let me just say, We're not getting to give that reason because we're living like everybody else. So what we've been telling parents and what we've been telling families is equip your kids, raise your kids to live differently. You don't need to ask anybody permission to do that. God has already commanded us to do that. We love 1 Peter 3.15. It is the apologetics verse that we often go to. Be ready to give a reason. But we skip over 1 Peter 1. We skip over 1 Peter 2, which actually lists Countercultural living, the way we love one another, the way we submit to authority, the way we as wives honor our husbands. So we don't want to live differently and then provoke that question. We just want to be given answers. So what we tell families is if you want to share the gospel and we better be out sharing the gospel, we look at our country crumbling from within. We better be out sharing the gospel. How do we get to that on ramp? Well, it's by living differently. It's it's why our kids don't do certain things that other kids are doing. It's why we don't participate in certain things that other kids are participating in as a family, why we do things differently. So what we're trying to do is encourage parents to live so radically different that you actually go back to our roots. We go back to the first century church where the reason they were persecuted was because of that difference. The reason that they were sort of on the outskirts was because inside the church, and by the way, our highest affiliation is to be the called out ones of Christ. There is no greater affiliation than that. Mm-hmm. But going back to the first century church, they lived such a distinct life that, man, they, they were hated. And, and you know, in America, we have gotten to the place as Christians where we don't want to be hated. We don't want to be disliked. We, we haven't found it in ourselves to get to the place where we walk off after being persecuted and rejoice that we were found worthy to suffer that persecution. We just don't want that. So our encouragement to parents is, no, invite it and live so differently that you do invite it. All right, a couple of things pop up here um, just by virtue of some of the correspondence we get here at the Dove. Uh, parents are, are realizing that it's a big job to be a parent. They're also realizing that their kids are being exposed to things that they never even thought they'd ever be exposed to. And some parents are, are actually panicked and thinking, am I qualified? Am I really qualified to be a parent these days? Um, mm. In other words, um, I can't export what I don't have. <laughs> And so I'm just wondering if parents in the midst of all of this are saying, you know what, maybe I better go back. And the three questions that I ask all the time on the air, do you know what you believe? Do you know why you believe it? And can you gracefully defend it? If a parent can't do that, then they can't pass it on to a child. So what do you say to a parent that's waking up saying, I don't know if I'm spiritually qualified to be a parent these days? Oh, Perry, I really appreciate that question. First of all, I would say to parents in very old school fashion, 
The devil is a liar. Okay. And, and he deceives many. And one of the great deceptions is to say that God has made a mistake by entrusting um, the proliferation of the gospel to parents. I want to say to you point blank that the Lord Jesus anticipates that the gospel's first stop is going to be inside your family. And the enemy of our souls, the common enemy of our souls has worked overtime to cause doubt in that area. And let me tell you the ways that that doubt has been reinforced. And then I'm going to tell you the antidote. So here here are some of the ways that the doubt that you're talking about, Perry, has been reinforced in the lives of parents. Number one, we've been told that at a very basic level, we can't even educate our kids. We've got to send them away. So we say we're we're un, we're unqualified to educate our kids. We can't teach them to add. Now we can feed them. We maybe can teach them to tie their shoes. But once we get to five years old, eh, that's kind of out our league, outside of our league, right? Mm. So we believe that, and then we farm that out. Number two, we have been told, and it's been reinforced, that we cannot teach our kids doctrine or theology. What happens once we get to church? That's the youth pastor's job. We don't know what we're talking about. So in every area of our life, just about, parents are told that they are not qualified. But what does God's word say? God's word says that we have been given everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. That includes the rearing of our children. What does God's word say in Deuteronomy 6? That the passing on of the knowledge of God was entrusted to the priest? No. Nope. Was entrusted to the pastor? Nope. It was entrusted to parents. It was parents' job jobs to make known who God is. And again, even when you go back to the Old Testament, by the way, I'm getting into the antidote now, right? Mm -hmm. When you go back to the Old Testament and you look at what the expectation was in Deuteronomy 6, it almost sort of is like a, um, a foreshadow of what the apostle Peter would write in his first letter when he's talking about live differently so that you can give a reason for the hope that lies within you. When you go back to Deuteronomy 6, Perry, this is what you read. You read that you are supposed to live a certain way. You're to keep all of the Lord's commandments. You're to do all of the things that the Lord has instructed you to do. And in the day when your son asks you, why do we do these things? So now here's the opportunity for the apologetic, the defense of the faith. Why do we do these things? You know what the Bible says that the dad is supposed to say, we were once slaves in Egypt. And so what does that look like in 21st century America? Well, when we say, no, we refuse to use people's pronouns. No, we're not practicing pronoun hospitality, whatever that is. No, we're not making space for people to operate in lawlessness. We're not celebrating the color of our skin. We're going to make much of Jesus Christ. And then when your kids say, wait, why, why aren't we doing that? Why aren't you say, because once I was a slave to sin, but I have encountered Jesus Christ and now my allegiance is to him and no other. And we don't get to that proclamation. We don't get to that declaration in our family because we're living like everyone else. The culture says, well, you want to be sensitive and you want to be kind and you want to be loving and you want to be accepting. And we have fallen all over ourselves as Christians to attempt to do this. And what happens is this culture chews us up, it spits us out, and it does the same thing to our kids. You are qualified to train your kids. Listen, the first sermon that the Apostle Peter preached in Acts chapter 2 one of the things that he says when they're like, hey, what's going on here? The day of Pentecost, the birth of the church. And, and people are like, what's going on here? These men are drunk. you know. And Peter's like, nope, they're not drunk. This is what the Lord has promised. And then Peter goes on to say, this promise is for you. And the very next stop is inside your home. He says, and for your children and for those who are far off that the Lord your God will call. What we have done 
in Christian in the Christian church, what we have done is we have said this promise is for me. And then we go looking outside of our homes to evangelize. We go looking outside of our homes to do the work of ministry. We're like, this promise is for me and everybody else who's afar off. No, but you're missing that second piece. It's for you and it's for your children. And then it's for everybody else afar off. So that's one of the things that we're trying to press into the hearts of parents. Please do the work in your families. When you look at the rise of anti-Semitism in this country right now, when you've got supporters of Hamas, this is happening among young people. This is happening among children who have grown up in Christian homes who should have known the history of Israel, Perry. They should have known the Lord's relationship to Israel. They should have known the promises that the Lord made to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. They should have known that we are blessed because of these people. They should be aware of Romans chapter 11, where the apostle Paul says, God is not done with Israel and that we should not be puffed up because we have been grafted in. Now, why, why do you have the rise of anti-Semitism? Because you have biblical illiteracy. If you get back to the basics of scripture and you root your children in scripture, then you stop the decline of this country. We've got to stop stepping over the corpses of our children, thinking that we're doing ministry when we go outside of our homes. We've got to start right there inside our homes around that breakfast table. All right, check it out, straightedgeministries.org. That is uh, Mickey and her family's new website, straightedgeministry.org. Go there. It's very resourceful. Support them. Help them with this. They're touching a world. Let me take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's Daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, always a delight to have with us uh, Mickey Addison. She's the co-founder of Straight Edge Ministries and the host of Cultural Proof Podcast, or Culture Proof uh, uh, Podcast. And the website is straightedgeministries.org. There's a picture of the landing page with her and her hubby and uh, building families with the Word of God. And uh, help them, support them. Go to straightedgeministries.org. I... Uh, I don't know how to respond to your last message, <laughs> but let me let me back up and keep it even a little bit more simple. I think sometimes the the cultural is so overwhelming that we're grabbing at anything, mm. uh, thinking that something may spark and give us hope to move on. I'm wondering if we are bypassing the most simplest truth we can possibly do. And that is stop and say, God, help me, and turn to the transcendence of God. Man, that is profound. You know what I'm saying? I, I think what happened is that we want to read a book. We want to hear a sermon. All those things are great. Don't get me wrong. They're all, they're all helpful. I've often said there's only two things that change you, inspiration or desperation. <laughs> you know? mm. But here, here's the thing. Parents are really trying to figure out what to do. Have they yes. really stopped and got in their own closet and say, God, I'm in over my head. Help me and call on the transcendence of the Holy Spirit to come into their lives and lead them. 
Oh, Perry, I love that you said that. And and can I just say the simple answer is no, we have not done that. We have sought the books. We have sought the workbooks. We've sought the transformation in a can. And we have not come to the Lord Jesus Christ, whom we know is the one who transformed us. We know that we are nothing without him. And yet we think that now having come to know him, we can seek something or someone different for our kids. Mm. And we've done our families a disservice. I think you're so spot on in that there is a certain desperation that we need to have for the Lord and for our knowledge of him. But it is not just a a knowledge that is a head knowledge. It's a heart knowledge. It's a belief type knowledge. It's the knowledge that we see in uh, John chapter six, where when so many disciples turn away from following Jesus because he's saying, you've got to drink my blood and eat my flesh. And they're like, oh, this is a hard truth. Who can bear it? And the other disciples are standing there. And Jesus is like, do you want to go too? And it's Peter, the mouthy one, right, who is like, where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And, and he goes, we know and have come to believe. So there is a knowledge and a belief. And what's the distinction? Well, one is a knowing in the head and one is a belief in the heart, which means an experience. And so one of the things that we encourage parents to do is to intercede for your kids. Pray for your kids to encounter the Lord. Look, we educate our kids at home. That is not salvific. Educating them at home is not saving their soul. Only Jesus Christ saves their soul and only the Holy Spirit draws them and allows them to encounter Jesus in a way that is undeniable. I remember um, growing, I grew up in a Christian home and it was a fatherless home, but the part that remained, my mom was a follower, is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I remember growing up um, as a preteen and a teen and my mom walking through our home, just praying at different times. And I remember there was one thing that she would just randomly say. And before I came to know Christ, I didn't understand what she was saying. And I remember in my ignorance and, you know, maybe, you know, you're arrogant, you're a teenager, you think you know everything. I would hear my mom say things like, um, Lord, I couldn't deny you if I wanted to. Lord, I'm so grateful that I know you. I, and, and, and I remember to the one point when she would say, I couldn't deny you if I wanted to. I remember thinking, yeah, you could, you could, you could deny, like you could, you could because I didn't know. I didn't know that to encounter Christ is to have an allegiance to him, that it doesn't matter how much you know people press in on you, how much the culture changes, or that you can't deny him because you have come to know and believe that he is the Christ. And this is what we've got to desire for our kids, Perry. Well, to that end, and kind of sticking with this a little bit, unless we experience the transcendent um, impact of the Holy Spirit in our life, and our lives from the inside out are changed. Our attitudes are changed. Our philosophies change. Our language changes. Uh, our values change. Um, then we can't explain that to somebody that needs it. That's right. <laughs> you know, it, and 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 a, a child, the mind of mind, mind of a child is very simple. The, and they'll probably get it faster than you will. But yes. you've got to be able to express it in a way that is not only experiential, but authentic. And I'm wondering exactly. if we're leaving the authentic out of our witness. Yeah, I think, you, I think you're onto it. I think that's quite possible. I think that what we have been embarrassed about is the peculiarity 
of what it is to be a Christian, that the Lord doesn't just invite us to a rote set of beliefs, but he invites us to an authentic experience with him. Um, Again, going back to God's word, when you look at the Apostle Peter's first sermon, one of the things that he points to is that what's happening here is the fulfillment of prophecy. So he turns to Bible, right? He turns to scripture, if you will. And, And he confirms that this is what God has already said, but then he also points to his experience. He says, this is what has been confirmed. This is what has been prophesied in scripture, what is happening before you today. But then he also says, this Christ whom you crucified, we saw him raised. So they also confirm that we had an experience that we cannot deny. Mm -hmm. We cannot help talking about what we have seen and what we have heard. And again, back to the big point that you're making here, Perry, and I think it's an excellent one. So many parents we are guilty of not having had that encounter with the Lord. We've grown up being taught a lot of stuff, and we want to teach our kids that and kind of paste it on to them as a type of happy living, a type of secular morality. But the Lord has called us to something far greater than that. Mm. He's called us to a relationship with Him and eternal life restored with the one um, who made us. That's beautiful. One other thing, it's a big subject, and I'll have you touch on it because I'm going to run out of time. But I think part of this, do our kids feel safe when they come home? Mm, when, they walk yeah. through, when they walk through that door, is, it, is the atmosphere of that home a counter to the meat grinder that they were exposed to for 12 hours? Mm, that takes so much intentionality. You know, I don't think that parents even consider the difference that needs to be experienced in our homes. I think maybe we are trying to just be like every other family. Maybe we are taking our orders or we're taking our influence from the culture that we ourselves are supposed to be influencing as salt and light. And so to your point, Perry, I would say that it begins with the conviction that we are different, that we are set apart, that we're called out. You know, we we don't want to be peculiar. So we try to busy our kids and ourselves with all the things that the culture says is normal. These are the things that you do as a good yeah. American, right? And so... Well, the only thing I can say is uh, when your kids come home, do they smell some cookies? Do they smell a yeah. stew? Do they smell a stew? I mean, you know. <laughs> That's so good. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, listen, thank you. Uh, let's stay connected. And how's the podcast going? Oh, it's going really well. So we relaunched just a couple months ago. We've already had over 20,000 downloads of the podcast. People can go to cultureproof.net if they're just interested in the podcast. Recently, we did an episode talking about Matthew Perry. His passing is big news, but there was a piece of information that no one picked up on. And interestingly enough, it had to do with revelation between him and his mom that really affected him. So people can check that out if they'd like. All right, that's cultureproof.com. And, of course, the uh, ministry is straightedgeministries.org. Go there and uh, be a part of what they do. Support them. Mickey, good to see you. You're looking great. Great to see you. Thank Hug your you. kids for you. And then one of them wants to come out here and go fishing. Which one is that? That's my 13-year-old JD. You send them out here. We'll take care of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> nice to see you. God bless your friend. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.